The following episode of the 9pm edict contains strong language, adult themes, and disturbing sexual imagery. I mean really, really disturbing, sexual, imagery, also, snails. Friday, the 11th of June, 2021. You know him from ABC TV 7.30, you knew him from The Feed and The Roast and Pointless Australia and many other things. Yes, the Autumn series continues with special guest satirist Mark Humphreys. In this episode, we'll discuss career options for Mark's co-writer Evan Williams. So that's what Evan could be. Evan could be the Nina in our Hirschfeld cartoons. What a niche reference, I shouldn't have started that. We ponder weighty existential matters. Well, if I were a snail, I would be, I, I would never sleep. I would be eternally vigilant. I'd be living in fear of a you know giant foot trying to squash me, you know, Monty Python style. And we maintain the quality, classy content for which this podcast is renowned. I'm trying to think what a porn version of Sky News would look like. Hello, I'm Stilgarian. This is the 9pm snail is sleeping with satirist Mark Humphreys. Uh, so to speak. Anyway, here it is. Mark Humphreys, welcome to the pod once more. Oh, thank you, Still. Great to be back. We always have such good chats. I've now I've now overhyped this conversation. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be awful. <laughs> Well, uh, let me play you, therefore, uh, a very brief clip from the last episode when Kathy Wilcox was our, our guest. And uh, while we were chatting, uh, 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 this happened. You were on with Mark Humphreys when you were I on was. last time, wasn't you? I was. Before, that was a beautiful... But he was only mildly famous instead of being mega famous. <sighs> I know. And and, and how, how gorgeous. I got to sit next to him and I... And <sighs> I I think I adopted him at that moment, and um, and uh, you know I've had many a many a happy happy meeting with him across you know bumping into each other in in the ABC or or oh, in yes. the street or places that we you know things that we've coincided on. He's a and, lovely um, human yes, being. He is a lovely human being. Uh, see, you're a lovely human being. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, you say. Well, there's the obit right there. Um, thank you yeah. very much. Yes. No, that's that's lovely. And mm-hmm. That was five years ago this week. Was it really? As it oh. happens, that conversation. It was the 8th of June, 2016. Uh, or at least that's when I posted the podcast, so... It might have been whatever the Saturday was. That was Margot Savile. Early in June. And that was Paul... Uh, Paul Wallbank. Um, yes, who never followed me back on Twitter. Um, I's a cunt. <laughs> I like that just before the, we started this, I think you replied to someone saying that this is a classy pod. We don't use, you know, we're not going to be using filthy language. You've, you've just gone as far, as filthy as could possibly, could possibly go. But, um, yeah. <sighs> well, I, I said that we... We don't just do that. I think was my oh, yeah, my sorry, wording, and I'm 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 not going to fact check it. He says opening the other window, absolutely fact checking it. <laughs> my exact words were, "We're slightly classier than random swearing." <laughs> okay, I'll let the audience decide. Um, but I should add, of course, Kathy Wilcox, the mm. great Kathy Wilcox. Yes, super lovely. Once gave me a lift home. You know, and she and speaks French, which I love because yes. I speak French as well. C'est parfait, yep. as she said. It's, um, but, uh, you know, I was thinking the other day, and I don't know if you have an mm. opinion on this, but are we? I get the sense that we're extremely fortunate in terms of political cartoonists in this country. Now, um, undoubtedly Johannes there are... Johannes Lee. Well, <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, sh- sure. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, in terms Duck of... Duck guy, in, who, we don't, who we don't talk about. On this oh one. gosh! Um, <laughs> but in terms of you know, Kathy, David Rowe, David Pope, um, I John Cadelka, yeah, I'd Cadelka, better say because exactly. you know he listens, um, and and he was on the other week. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, I first just think, dog, yeah, first dog, um, gold. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not just listing cartoonists, but the uh, just broadly speaking, I, I just feel like we have such great talent in this country and i don't know mm. do other i mean obviously every you know the us and the uk have political cartoonists and we're obviously not as engaged with that um as we are 
in this Australian politics, but I just don't, maybe I'm wrong, I don't get the sense that the political cartoon is something that is, uh, I'm, I don't know, I, I, I just, in my head where, I don't see the British and the, U, the US political cartoons coming into my feed um, as this sort of, oh my God, look at this brilliant take thing, the way that I see it shared around in, in Australian politics. Maybe it is, but that's just my perspective. I'm wondering whether it's because they've got that big set of nightly you know, comedy slash talk shows. Yes, with right. big teams of writers. Anyway, that's just 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 an observation. I just I always know. You know, obviously, I just did, did talking pictures last week, and I, when I you mm. know, get sent the cartoons, and you just go, "Gosh, we're we're fortunate here." And you know, and they and considering how many they have to churn out. Um, you know, I'm just doing one you know sketch a fortnight, but like um, the, the sheer quantity that um, that they have to produce and have, and to have to kind of keep reinventing themselves. They don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again. You know, like the duck mm, guy. Um, um, but, as, as as I've said on this pod before, Dave Pope's ability to create an entire genre piece, like yes, a Star exactly. Wars a parody, wor- a little world that he creates, a little world. Yeah, it is. It. You were wearing a bald cap the other day and you posted <laughs> a video of you having a bald cap removed. Mm. Why were you wearing a bald cap? Just to get it Do removed. Do I know? Just to get it removed. Oh. Um, the, uh, yeah, so I, I saw a, people, a couple of people going, oh, well, this is obviously a Peter Dutton sketch. I was like, excuse me, you don't know shit about my life. Uh, <laughs> and is it a t- Peter Dutton sketch? Yes, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But but I but you weren't to know that. No, it, it actually, no. no, it actually wasn't. The the um uh, firstly, the ABC budget doesn't extend to bald caps. Um, they 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 hand you a razor. Um, the mm. uh, no, we it was for. I think I can say this. Um, Jazz Twemlo, um, uh, who ah, yes. my former colleague from the roast, and then he went on to Tonightly. He and Nick Bosher from. On by hipsters and various other things. They have a, a sketch series coming to Amazon. Um, oh, no, we know about that. Yes, that's been announced. That's been right, cool. So that's, I think that starts in July, late July. And so I was yes, one of the writers on that and then appear uh-huh. in a couple of sketches. And so a sketch was being filmed this week, which required me to wear a bald cap. I'm not allowed to say what the premise is, but yes, that's what that was for. And then, yes, as it was being. And it just looked so real. It was just amazing. It was I, incredible. They are incredible yeah. things. And um, how long did they take to put on? Oh, that because I mean the whole process was about because then they because I, I actually was had to wear a wig. So it was it was just <laughs> a bizarre thing. So I had to I had to get a bald cap to then put a wig over, um, and that all that ended up being about two and a half hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be like I always loved the idea of like being someone on like. Planet of the Apes or something, and like having to do that long thing. And so that was, I, I thought it was quite cool. I don't know if I'd want to do it every day, but that was as a one-off. That was that was, that was exciting. Mm. But anyway, it's on my. If you haven't seen it on my Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else, um, yes, it's the moment that the bald cap is being basically cut off my head, and it's, and because <laughs> my hair, because the, the part of the, the process is, is that your hair has to be slicked down as low as uh. possible. Um, so what you're then seeing underneath the bald cap is an extremely gooey, uh, slicked back <laughs> hair situation. <laughs> but it looks like you're, you're cutting into my brain or something. There, there are links on the podcast website, people. I mean, yeah, most of the comments were, I didn't need to see that. Why did you show this to me? Uh, this is obviously Kathy Wilcox yeah. said, "Ah, that's called crowning." I think <laughs> that's right. Yeah, a few people, <laughs> few people made a birth analogy. So, yeah, I, I gave birth yeah. to myself, uh, and we're very happy. Yeah, that segment was somewhat less amusing than I'd hoped. Uh, snails. Oh, sorry, was it okay. <laughs> snails? Let's go on to snails. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'll try. No, 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 I'll no, try no, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Goodness, <clears throat> I didn't know I was getting live feedback. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, oh, mate, I used to work in live radio. You get very used to that. Snails. Uh, there was a, a headline uh, in in the media uh, the other day. How much do snails sleep? Not as much as you think. And as Innes McKay noted on Twitter, they were having a crisis trying to work out 
how much, how much they had think? previously <laughs> thought about <laughs> how long snails sleep. That's it. I mean, have, have you a, a strong view about how, on, how much, on how long snails sleep. Well, if I were a snail, I would be. I, I would never sleep. I would be eternally vigilant. I'd be living in fear of a you know giant foot trying to squash me, you know Monty Python style. Um, no, I, uh, I I can't say that I have thought about it. I mean, I thought it sounded. It sounds like I thought it might have been the Philip K. Dick um, short story that Blade Runner is based on. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Um, but yeah, how, or electric snails? Yeah, I no, I did, I don't think I thought about how much snails. I, I I'm still not sure how much sleep, uh, fi, uh, how much fish sleep, because um, uh, again, oh. I would be living in fear. Uh, you know, I would not want to be a, I would not want to be a marine animal. <laughs> would Would you be smart enough to be afraid? Though, I mean, oh. fish are pretty stupid. <laughs> Well, I, I, sure. I've tried to discuss, you know, sure. issues of the day, politics, you know, finance sure. with fish. Yeah, but useless. dolphins, dolphins are supposed to be, aren't they supposed to be geniuses or something? And, um, you know, I was watching... Oh, dolphins are awesome. <laughs> I was watching the my squid, sorry, it's not called my squid teacher, my octopus teacher <laughs> the other day. That's supposed to be quite <laughs> smart as well, but um, that's living in mm. perpetual fear. Yeah, my, my, my imagination of what life under the sea is, as opposed to the way, you know, Little Mermaid depicts it, is just a life of constant fear. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm against it. Snails, by the way, uh, they do sleep intermittently in a pattern that's repeated every two or three days, not a 24-hour cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, over that period of, of two or three days, they have roughly seven bouts of sleeping for 21 to 23 minutes at a time. It's very specific. So Michael- oh, no, that's seven, seven over a 13-hour period, and then they have 33 to 41 hours of activity. Okay. And then have it – so, yeah. So they have a series of micro-sleeps, is there, or power naps. Those are well, the power, power naps, naps. Power naps, sorry, yes. Na- micro-sleeps, the thing when you fall asleep at the wheel. Um, the, uh- we'll link to that because there's a whole thing on, on how to tell if your snail is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, just put your finger up under its nostrils and just if you feel it inhaling and exhaling, yeah. Oh, this is all valuable, valuable stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move on then. We'll move on. Scott Morrison is not a snail. I don't know whether you saw the news this week about the, that was the uh, headline? federal police being no. Well, no, I, I just wrote that there. You know, thing that was my segue. That was segue. You see, speaking, the, speaking the, of not snails, um, speaking. No, well, no, no, no. He's not a snail because he was racing like right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Federal police and the FBI announced that they've caught all of these international drug dealers, arrests, hacking. What well, well, it wasn't well. a hack, but we'll do it that. He's straight out there, Is you he? know, right in front of it. He'd only found out about it the day before. <laughs> like he, That's... it was you know top secret. International crime stings. Of course, he didn't know any details until absolutely it went down. There's so much of the Morrison government. There's so much of the Morrison government that, that matches that. I only just found out about this, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take yeah, responsibility. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't know. <laughs> How has your view of Scott Morrison? This is this is the one serious bit in the entire running sheet. I thought, oh, fuck, all these others are stupid stories. How has your view of Scott Morrison changed over the last few years, if at all? Okay, so the first time I saw Scott Morrison, the first time I was aware of Scott Morrison, he was on Insiders, and he was opposition, I think he was opposition immigration spokesman. And now, so I can't, I mean, what year would this have been? Maybe twenty. 12, something like that. And uh, do you want me to do another fact check? Yeah, sure. I don't know if I, I looked up the snail thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah 20, 2012, 2013 maybe because I think that I, I would have been watching Insiders because I was doing the roast at that point. Um, mm. Anyway, so and I, I'll, look, I'll, 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 I'll openly say this. I remember seeing him and thinking, wow, this guy this guy's, this guy's impressive. Like this guy, he, he, he I, I just remember seeing him being interviewed by Barry Cassidy and thinking, oh, he's, he's got something. This guy sort of seems switched on. I have not felt that again 
since. <laughs> so I, I should go back and see what it was that I was reacting to. But I clearly thought, oh, he had something. But I don't think I thought prime minister. I, I don't think I ever imagined that. Um, and, you know, I, I think my general attitude, I think last time I spoke to you, I think I said that he, my feeling is that he'll be prime minister for a decade. I think that's what I said to you last time. And, yes, you did and I say still, that. I still, that is my sort of default um, feeling about it, is that I think he just... I think he's just worked out that there's a chunk of the population that doesn't follow politics. And as long as you can create the illusion of being, you know, likable enough and, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, um, to those people, uh, then that's kind of going to be okay. So sure, on Twitter, everyone can have a go about every single issue and everything. But I'm just, I think, I think he's kind of worked out that there's just, you know, his, his big you know, apathy is really plays into his hands. Um, and so I think as long as there's a big chunk of the Australian population that doesn't care about politics, Scott Morrison will do very well. September 2008, Morrison was appointed to Turnbull's coalition front bench uh, for Shadow Minister for Housing and Local Government and then December 2009, Shadow Minister for Immigration and Citizenship and then Tony Abbott, came in as opposition leader and he was shadow cabinet. Uh, 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 there was a, a committee on border protection then under um, uh, Tony Abbott. This is another ripper of a segment, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, te- text in with I'll, I'll just read out of uh, articles you'd yes. like to read out. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is why I should have done this as a live stream. No, no, no I, this is my mistake of... Uh, <laughs> I'm bringing up, uh, you know, a ten-year-old interview on Insiders, but um, yeah, that was that was my memory. Of- you watch, I'll go and dig that yeah, out. You know, no, <laughs> please. But um, no. yeah, that was my that was my memory of him. And so I think he, yeah, and I think he's kind of worked out that there's, you know, as far as accountability is concerned, that there's not really much to be gained from sacking ministers the way that they would traditionally be sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this. One, one thing that I like, gets me slightly frustrated uh, when I see online, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this, and I'm open to people, um, you know, uh, correcting me on this. And when I say I'm open to that, I, I please don't send me anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> but just like you see people like, oh, why doesn't the media hold the you know hold the government accountable? Why is you know, the media? The, <sighs> and I kind of go, the media doesn't have some magic. Like ultimately. You know, there's so many journos and we out there who are asking the tough questions and doing the work. We've all seen it. At the end of the day, if the government decides that they don't want to hold themselves accountable, and if the public decides at the ballot box that they don't want to hold the government accountable, you can't expect Lee or Laura or Patricia or any of those people to somehow topple the government. I get really kind of pissed off about that. Um, but but yeah, again, feel free to um, correct me. Uh, but direct all your com- corrections to, uh, to to still, and then yeah, uh, you can. Yeah, uh, thank you. you I can... will. Oh, and that one's for Mark. I'll trash that. <laughs> oh, it's another one for Mark. That's it. So I think I think obviously you you, you know. So and this is not to. So obviously you know we, we want the best journalism and we you know higher standards and you know scrutiny and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think this sort of idea that the, the, there just seems to be a, a current. Um, uh, uh, out there that believes that um, you know the right. If they just ask the right question, the whole you know house of cards would come tumbling down. And I think that the, the kind of John Houston birthday cake question it, it wouldn't today. You know, if, if if Morrison was pitching the GST and he got asked the birthday cake question, I don't think it would cost him an election. No, he'd just get angry and walk out. <laughs> yeah, don't be so stupid. <laughs> The thing that I get upset about is is all of the, all of the people who who like to think of themselves uh, online as politically engaged, but they're not. They just react. The, the same people who say that's not being covered. You say why isn't the mainstream media covering this? They say linking to the to Sydney the Morning article, Herald, yes. you know, the news article about it. So 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 how do you even know about it? Yes, you know, exactly. if it's if the media isn't covering it, how? Mm. Do you know about it? Yes, and if and if if there is something that isn't being covered, um, is usually some sort of legal reason <laughs> why uh, someone is not being named or 
you know, there's this, yes. you know, and especially now where we see, you know, defamation suits, you know, flying thick and fast, you know, there are reasons why people are being cautious about, you know, this. And also, there's the fact that the the news has the new aspect to it. It's a bit, it's a bit like again, it's, oh, it's it relates to oh, what you're saying still. about you have to ask the question oh, again. My God, so, I mean, yeah, it's a bit like, oh, why why aren't they asking Scott Morrison why he was sacked from Tourism oh, Australia? And said, well, because we don't know any more since oh, uh, uh, Karen Middleton did a major piece in the Saturday paper. If you've got another fact we can add to it. Yes. Well, this was the thing. That'll I, be news. I remember, like, doing a sketch. This is it. Sorry to make it about me for a moment again. Um, Sorry. Well, the podcast, I mean, you are the special guest. I mean, it's meant to be more about you That's right. than about me. That's okay. I'll always direct it back to me if you go off track. Um, so, Good. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think I, I did a sketch. You know, I, I think I did a sketch about Trump or Trump-related like on 7.30, and I remember seeing, a, you know, a, a subsection of the, the feedback just like, oh, a sketch about, well, where, where, where are the sketches about Hillary? Or where are the sketches about Obama? It's like, sorry, you want me to do topical comedy about people from four, eight, you know, how many years ago? I don't know, am I supposed to... You want me to fucking nail, you know, Nixon? What do you want? What do you want? Like, <laughs> this is mental. Yeah, that's that's kind of been done. Yeah, Nixon exactly. Was kind of, that's that's a whole thing. That's it. Exactly. So I just that 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 sort of thing of like, oh, <sighs> you don't just you know, why don't you do more sketches about Labor? Well, I, I, I they're not, they're in, not government. in government. You know, <laughs> I would love. I say this all the time. I would love there to be a Labor government, not because yeah, that's going to be taken out of context. I would love there to be a Labor government, <laughs> not for any kind of ideological reasons, but purely for something new to talk about, something, some new, and to address this kind of balance issue, which I understand. I understand the need for. I understand the the, the ideal of objectivity and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is, if you want balance, if you want there to be fifty fifty, then you know what. Every second week, let's have a Labor government, all right? Let's do that. Let's have one week Liberal government, one week Labor government, and then once that's balanced, then we can see. Then you can then you can look at the reporting and go, okay, what's what, what's the actual state of affairs? The reality is, for the last what, is, what, what year are we up to now? Twenty twenty one. Eight, 20, eight 21, years. Yes. Eight years. I love the way you had to look at the corner of your computer <laughs> screen to to see what year that's it, it is. And it just tells me the time. Um, so I still had to work it out. <laughs> But like the reality is, for the entirety, almost the entirety of my career, it's been a liberal government. I, I'm 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 chomping at the bit to, uh, sorry, champing at the bit to uh, do you know something else. Uh, you know, I've done all. I don't know how many more sketches I can do about climate change. You know, I, like I'm ready to move on. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, there's only so much you can do about Craig Kelly or Pauline Hanson exactly. or any of the other not front bench players. Yeah. Maybe we need something like Alvin Toffler, who who wrote the book The Third Wave back in the 1970s, and that led to the whole, you know, we had the agricultural revolution and then the industrial revolution and the third wave was the digital thing. Well, we now, we're now kind of calling what's happening the fourth wave because people uh, talk about there being two industrial revolutions, one being about coal and the other one being about electricity. Anyway... He, he proposed like a whole lot of alternatives to parliamentary democracies. He said, because parliamentary democracies are, are kind of pre-industrial revolution things, mm-hmm. so, you know, a representative democracy. So, so he said, Let, let's have some other ideas. Why, why not have, say, half the members of parliament just chosen at random from the electoral roll right. uh-huh. for three years? And, sure. you know, that, that'll be representative because yeah. we'll, just, we'll just pick them at random. Isn't there somewhere that does something like that? Isn't there? I feel like I was reading something recently about some. I don't know. I, I should take notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, sure. I'm open to you know, like because clearly we've got all sorts of problems with the current system. So I'm, you know, there's there's the anarchic part of me that's like, fuck it. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Let's see how. Let's see. Let's see what that looks like. Let's just try that for a bit, and then we can say, all right, we've tried that. <laughs> that was that was a bad idea, um, and uh, you know, let's um, go from there. On the other hand, on the other hand, you, you do get a a view of what actual ordinary people are like when you watch the kind of town hall meetings from the United States. Not the not the 
giving evidence to you know a congressional committee, which is you mm. know like Senate estimates here, but where random people can just uh, turn up and say their thing. And and I I want to play another grab here. This one's from Ohio. Have you seen the pictures around online at the moment of people with like keys stuck to their face? Is this a Yuri Geller thing? Oh no 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 no! It's a conspiracy thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies—that was a thought. And, and it was you, because now, because right now that? we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots, and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There has been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. And that's from a, a news outlet called the Tennessee Holler, who uh, was okay. then complaining that Ohio seems to be trying to out-Tennessee Tennessee with this, <laughs> with, with this stuff. So have we seen these photos? I haven't seen these photos. Have, we, have, you, have you seen photos? Oh, uh, yeah. Have a, have, a look, have a look around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what, what uh, people like uh, the, the expert they're giving testimony uh, doesn't seem to understand is that they're a joke. That if you are just sweaty and your oh forehead's a bit God. sweaty, you like surface tension on your sweat. I mean, this key will stick to your forehead. Right. No, no, I was um, not uh, conscious. Of that. It's always al- alarming when they speak quite well. Like, because if yes. it's easy to. Well, she's got a podcast. Right. So she, well, you know, that's, yeah. That's it. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I, I sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's, sorry, this, this is going to sound snobby, but you, you sort of, if, if it was someone who, in your Snob head, away. in your head, you think, oh, that person sounds less educated, then you can sort of somehow dismiss that in your own head. But just like someone who is articulate, but has, has used that, um, you know, ability to communicate uh, ideas uh, and just uh, thrown it down the toilet. Um, yeah, that's um, a lot. Yeah, yes, it's sort of, we, we saw some chemical. Um, um, diagrams, and we understand nothing about chemistry, yeah. but we saw that something had a, a metallic atom in a compound, and therefore it'll be magnetic. Yes. Well, she's using she's using like, words like interface, so I feel like okay, she switched on, you yeah. know, and you know, yeah. and not just anyone can do a podcast, um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's. Yeah, but like, you know, there's the 5G thing. I mean, that's why, you know, because I did these things for, for Telstra to do with 5G. You were just like... Yes. And, to, and that was extraordinary because... Which just goes to prove. Yeah. Well, that that's, well, that's the thing. I tell, you're part of it, Mark. Yeah, exactly. You are part of this. Thing. I'm in the pocket of big G. And I... like, But that was... Some, that was that was bizarre. I had to shut down my Facebook and Instagram for a few weeks because really? the, the, the replies from these people, you know, it was like, People wanting to challenge me to a public debate, and uh, where's the definitive <laughs> proof that nothing uh, bad will happen? Uh, and, um, uh, it, and and the response to that is like um, um, high school physics. Yeah, there's no well, there's no ev- there's no evidence to to support your hypothesis. I mean, that's the whole thing that with that thing that's frustrating. It's just like these are just thoughts. Well, we can all do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, oh, God, back in the first dot com boom, I in a company for a while who had a person, you know, who was the ideas person. <laughs> and and clearly, you know, they, they were clearly of the belief that once you'd had the idea, like, it's done Right, now. sure. I've given <laughs> yes, you that, yes. We, I've we, given you that. Yeah, we, sh- you know, we should cure I, cancer. There's the idea. Yeah, also, you know, idea. I mean, uh, as all comedians and satirists love, I know, oh, I've had an idea for next week's segment for 7.30, yes. Mark. I'll just send you through. There you go. You can <laughs> you can have that one for free. That's it, yeah. No, uh, that's, um, yes, that's true. That is a thing that happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move from um, Ohio to, uh, where's this guy? Oh, Texas. He's uh, <laughs> Representative Louis Gomert from Texas. Uh, he is asking questions uh, 
of uh, a federal employee uh, from the Forest Service in the US, and they refer here to uh, BLM, which is not Black Lives Matter in this uh, case. It's the Bureau of Land Management. Okay. So it's it deals with the forests and salination of soil and all that. Uh, here's uh, Representative Louis Gomert. And I understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service and the BLM, you want very much to uh, work on the issue of climate change. I was uh, uh, informed by the immediate past director of NASA that they have found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. Uh, we know there's been uh, significant solar flare activity. Um, and so is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. No way. No way. That's not I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you figure out a way that you in the... Uh, Forest Service can make that change. I'd like to know. He's taking the piss. Is that him being sarcastic? No, no. That's not no, him being he... sarcastic and saying there's no point doing anything about climate change because there's things beyond our control. I'm being generous. I'm being generous still. I. He he looks deadly serious okay. in the video because I'm very much benefited the doubt. I I I'm too I'm too generous. <laughs> really? I'm too generous to people. I and I've I've been stung that way before. I won't name. I'll speak vaguely. Uh, <laughs> something happened in Australian politics in the last few years where um, a person, <laughs> sorry, how can I, I'm just trying to keep it vague enough so no one can work out exactly what I'm referring to. But as someone in, <laughs> someone, someone in federal, what were they wearing? Someone in federal politics posted something which then became, a, a, you know, a big thing online See, for a while. Yeah. And they then came out with an explanation for it, and which and I, as, and like I say, I, I in good faith, I sort of I trust people. I give you know benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt, and so I went, okay, well, look, if they say that's what happened, that that, that was what you know, that was the actual behind the scenes of that particular post, then I'll take them at their word. Anyway, fast forward, I happened to be uh, in Canberra, and I ended up speaking to someone who works for the, that party, the party of this particular person. And I said, um, oh, so that, that, that thing that blew up, the explanation that they gave, that, so that's, that, that's, that, that's what actually happened? That's the real thing? And they went, oh, no, 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 that was a lie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? I was like, how do you know? And they were like, because I was involved in that. I was, I was part of I was part. I wrote the I lie. I was part of yeah. the lie. Like, oh, oh, okay. So now I have to rethink my whole philosophy. <laughs> so I think I made that vague enough, but feel free to guess what that particular <laughs> scandal was. Uh, nothing to choose from. And while Mark is uh, rethinking his philosophy and while you're having a think about that, uh, I'll, I'll take a quick break and we'll do the housekeeping. So the next episode, if you've been keeping track, you'll know that the plan uh, was, see, notice this was, not is now, uh, was to chat with uh, Dr. Space Junk, Dr. Alice Gorman, the space archaeologist. Uh, we've had to put that back a month because the thing she was going to talk about, which is kind of a space archaeological news thing, isn't quite ready to go public yet. So. Let's let's wait till we've got that that newsy thing to happen, uh, or to talk about. Um, so there will be a replacement episode uh, for for June in the second half of June, uh, but I have I only found out about this other thing last night, so uh, I haven't had a chance to uh, to grab someone and schedule them in. So if you have a suggestion for who you'd like to hear on the very next episode of this podcast, let me know. 
uh, and as you know, look, it's not just suggestions that make this happen. Uh, this podcast is made possible by you, the generous listener. Uh, for this episode in particular, uh, thank you very much to uh, Simon Harris. Very, very uh, generous contributor to the pod over the years. So thank you, Simon. Uh, plus one other person who chooses to remain anonymous. Thank you to you too. And of course, thank you to everyone who contributed to the 9pm More Autumn Series 2021. You're all listed on the website. I'll give you shout outs as we come to your uh, trigger words and conversation topics, of course. If you would like to become one of the the lovely people who who makes this podcast possible, um, the nine pm edict.com slash tip, uh, the nine pm edict.com slash tip. Also, next week, when is it? The seventeenth Thursday, the seventeenth of June. Next Thursday is the 8pm quiz. So check on my YouTube channel. Uh, very easy to find, or just look for the 8pm quiz. Uh, that'll kick off live at 8pm, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, next Thursday, the 17th of June. And now back to Mark Humphreys. So, yes, uh, trigger words. Uh, I have here, as you can see, Mark, and, and you, you, I mean, speaking of lies, you can see this. It's all legit. Uh, this is the glass jar of transparency. It contains trigger words. It has a whole folding studio set up where it sounds like a jar of, um, of notes, but it's actually, yes, it's um, about coconut shells and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Crushed bits of paper. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, I am, I am legitimately drawing one out. There's one coming up that's been thrown through specifically for you, but I'm legitimately drawing out that, mm -hmm. although if I lower that, you can't see it because oh, it's okay. below the shot of the camera, okay. and I could literally be doing anything out of shot. You could be Jeffrey <laughs> Tubing under there for a liner. Uh, so, Sheepy is one of our supporters. Thank you, Sheepy. I, I know who you actually are, but we'll do it. Uh, I've been telling people who are owed trigger words because, you know, they give me money and they're entitled to throw trigger words in. If they can't think of something, um, I'll just choose a random word on their behalf from a random word generator on the internet. Mm -hmm. And the word here is chemistry. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well... I had, when I was in year nine, um, for some reason we had, our science teachers got replaced every few weeks. N not really sure why, <laughs> but basically we just had a year of total disruption in our science class. And There's a whole teen movie producing <laughs> that right. somehow. So like one, I think one fell not fell pregnant. That, kind of, that doesn't make sense. But I think maybe one had to leave to have a baby. You don't. You don't you fall don't. pregnant. <laughs> it's like it's like if you go into emergency room with something, yeah. you know, up 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 yeah. the, the butt. Yes. It's oh, I, I slipped and fell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so, so yeah. maybe they, they had some sort of maybe they went to get married or something. I can't remember. So one left for that reason. Another one changed school. But, it's, but yeah, like I say, we just they just kept changing. And then one day we get we get this new guy, and he comes in. He says, "Look, I hear that you guys, uh, <laughs> I hear that your science teachers don't last very long around here. So I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So I'm just going to teach you one thing today, because uh, I might not be here tomorrow." <laughs> and and he said, "I'm going to teach you how to remember the first twenty elements of the periodic table." Oh, okay. And it was a mnemonic. Now, the, the, uh. this is so that was year nine. So that was uh, what you would I that would have been. 2000, uh, you, um, maybe 2000, 19, yeah, 2000, I think. And I, I can't remember how old you are. And it really yeah, sorry, that does, that's fine. Anyway, it was about the year 2000. Yeah. And uh, he said... Well, I could, uh, well, which vaccine are you being offered? Here's the question. <laughs> None. Um, None. The, um, so, I keep forgetting you're a babe. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, I've got a separate story about that. But anyway, uh, and he said, I'm going to teach you a mnemonic which was H. Healy Bebkinoff, Nina McGill, Sips Clarker. And those are the first, those are the letters of the first, or the symbols of the first 20 elements, hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron. And that's the thing. We, we, and it, as it happened, we only had them for one day, but I can still recite the first 20 elements of the periodic table. I couldn't tell you anything else about it. I was a terrible science student, but he just drilled that into us on his one day. And what a great philosophy of teaching. It's like, I'm going to teach you one that thing is... today. 
I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm going to get, you're going to teach you this and then you'll never see me again. That's actually really good. Like for any teaching anywhere, mm. what is the thing you will learn today? That's it. That's it. We're just going to get this right and then I will disappear into the woods. And um, yeah, so. Do it again. Uh, Do it again. H. Healy Bebkinoff, Nina McGill, Sips Clark. Wow. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to have to play that back slowly to see whether it's actually it's absolutely right. right. I ha- Again, I have no reason to doubt no, you. No. But <laughs> and just like a politician, you would never lie. You no, know, I wouldn't. No, but I mean, I, 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 I yeah. not in a podcast. No, 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 please, this is the bastion of truth. Um, so uh, yeah, this is a place where people talk about thoughts that they've had. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's, that's something if you, if you somehow need to remember the first 20 elements of the periodic table, um, it's never, it's never had any practical use other than as an anecdote in this podcast. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And, and again, that's one thing that this teacher has accomplished, mm, yes. which has transformed this moment in the year 2021. Mm. Now, actually, no, there's this thing about me being a, a baby. So, so I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm 35. So this, I think a clip of this will go out soon. I think, anyway, there's a new quiz show coming to the ABC called Win the Week. Alex Lee is hosting it. Craig Rukas. Ah, oh, yes, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. And so we just, so a couple of pilots were just shot and I was in one of the pilots and then real episodes will start airing maybe next week, week after. Anyway, um, so, shot a pilot, and the basic premise is... I always think these things start in the new financial year for some right, reason, right, but maybe right. I'm being sceptical. <laughs> sure. uh, it won't be while school holidays are on because the official... T- oh, mate, it used to be that official television and radio ratings didn't happen during school holidays because... Uh, two things. One is people's viewing habits changed. But secondly, back in the days uh, when uh, TV ratings, indeed radio ratings, were done by people having to write it in a diary, they found that the diary was filled in by the oldest male child in the family (laughs) who, because they're like a teenage boy, made everything a competition, which is why all of these blokey, Things were on because I mean they didn't want to admit that their family watched some girly show. Oh right, okay, God. and they wanted the you know anyway. Yeah. So anyway, but basic uh, win the week, win the week, win the week. Basic, Alex yeah. Lee. And so basic premises. She's fabulous. Yeah. And so exactly. So there's basic premise, and we were on the roast together. And anyway, but she she's actually she's you know she's so good uh, as the host of this show. Um. So anyway. Uh, the category was so it's like there are three celebrities and then three members of the public, and, and you're, you're teamed up. The celebrities are teamed up with a member of the public, and so in this context, I'm a, I'm considered a celebrity, and I'm with a member of the public. Yes. Uh, just to be clear, and um, the category was I, I, I'm not really doubting that you're a celebrity. Well, the, th- the reason I bring it up is because the person I was teamed up with, when the six of us, the three celebrities and three contestants. <laughs> came together for the first time, this particular woman said, so which of you are the three celebrities? <laughs> <laughs> so that's me, Craig Rucastle, and... Um, oh, well, yeah, if he's, uh, yes. if he's an alleged and, uh, celebrity, Nina, Nina, I can see that Nina, we're really plumbing Nina, the Nina Royana. Anyway. Oh, she's... No, no, she, I mean, she's... She is, she's anyway. Craig. Hi, hi Craig. So this, <laughs> so this particular contestant... <laughs> The category is, Alex says, all right, the next category is called old news. And so it's like, it's news from this week, but from several years ago. And then my team... They fucking pinched that from my the, the 8 p.m. quiz live stream I do on YouTube. Seriously, the first round is new news and, and round four is old news. Uh, I'm going to abandon this anecdote at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it's, it's an obvious sure. gag, so... You know, anyway, I'm so category is all old news, and, then, and and I will not complain that that Paul McDermott and others stole the format from Good News Week from a thing I did at the ABC in Adelaide. Oh God, oh really? Well, th- I mean, this is a whole other idea, uh, this, a whole other conversation uh, to have about stolen formats and stolen I mean, ideas. A quiz about the news, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's my idea. Exactly. Same thing. Same <laughs> thing. When if if and when uh, you know um, cancer ever gets cured, you heard me on this podcast saying there should be a cure for cancer. That's yes, my yes, idea. Um, so back to uh, win the week with Alex so the Lee, who's fabulous in it. Yes. So the category is old and, news, and, and my teammate says, "Oh, this uh, Mark. I'm really glad to be on Mark's team because 
I, he's a, he's um, a lot older than me, so he'll be really good in this round. And I and I was looking at her and I, and I said, "Sorry, what? Um, how how old are you? And how old do you, th- do you think I am?" And she said, "Well, well, I'm thirty, and I think that you're in your late forties." Oh, it was just like it was. I, I hope it makes good tell. I mean, it'll be cut up for social media. It won't air on TV. But like, it was so. It was funny. Uh, oh, it's great. <laughs> it and white people age and so quickly it. and all of the And kids. I, so, you know, so I played up, you uh, know, it became a running joke and, you know, it was all good content. But what was funny was after the show ended, people working on the show were sending me messages going, uh, hey, Mark, just checking you're okay, uh, just just for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, I think you look fine. Uh, I think you look your age. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You look your that, age. That was, yeah. that was a real wake-up call. Television. Well, you know, I, I've known you. You are not one of the people on television who gets all, you know, you're not a Brooke Vandenberg. I'm not going to get, a, yes, no. I'll come, you know, on, gonna, I'll come on to a podcast and, you know, passively aggress, passive-aggressively uh, complain about it. But, but yes, no, I, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't get upset at the moment. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That was a great show, really good show. Yeah, love to do that. Um, So thank you, Sheepy Chemistry. That is that is that that triggered some great conversation. Uh, Jim Campbell, uh, just just Jim will do on the twitters. He threw in one for you. He he got this. It's just someone's word of the day on some word of the day website uh but i, I assume this is a a scottish word uh bon Ailey, which is a toast taken with a departing friend a toast taken with a departing friend um is well there a thing in your life which is a, a departing what well, this might get a bit sad and poignant well, but that's interesting um the first thing it reminds me of is there's, a, I think it's an Irish song, The Parting Glass, which I first came across in the film Waking Ned Divine, which is one of my favourite films. I really, have you seen Waking? Sorry, that title again? Waking Ned Divine. Have you, I'm guessing you've not seen it based no, on your reaction. No, I, I've, I've, no, I've not heard of it, but to be fair, I'm not a huge Film no, right, thing. Sure. There was a time. There was a time when I used to have people uh, make sure that I was up to date on film. Oh, okay. but I think it came out sadly, about 1997, 98, something like that, and uh, shot on the island. Sorry, shot on the Isle of, of Man. And the basic premise is that there's this small, you know, tiny little town where someone in the town wins the, the lottery, wins the, the national lottery. And these two old friends uh, d- decide, okay, we're going to become best friends. We're going to work out who it was in the town that won because they saw in the paper in the, uh, there was a thing saying that, that the winner of the the prize was from uh, this town where they from lived. This place, yeah. So they're like, anyway, well, the town only has population of you know sixty five people, what have you. So let's just work out who it is and become their best friends. So we'll share in the winnings. And the reality is, is that they work out that it's this man, Ned Devine, who has won the lotto and then died in that moment from shock. So they find him in his house holding on to the winning lotto, lotto ticket. And then it becomes a whole thing of like them trying to convince the lotto people from Dublin that uh, one of them is is the actual Ned Divine and then claiming the prize and all that sort of stuff. And so, so I assume, it, 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 is it done as a comedy? It's a comedy, but it's also has oh. moving and, and uh, yes, there's this song, The Parting Glass, and where they're, where they're all toasting Ned Divine. It's, it's immensely moving, and I've, I must have watched that film about 15 times. So, And it's a beautiful song. If you look up the song, The Parting Glass, I won't sing it, but it's 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 gorgeous. So that's what that reminds me of. But I don't think I've had a farewell. I I can't think. I I haven't really lost. I must admit, I haven't really lost. Um, I've, I've not I've not really lost many people in my life yet. So um, mm. that's a. Mm. It, it is something that that uh, obviously does increase in. Uh, well, now that I'm in my late forties, I was going to say frequency. Yes. Now that you're in your late forties, yeah, yes, it's uh, coming up. But um, well, you know, so that's that's yeah, a sad one. I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I like that. No, no, no. That's a that's a fabulous thing. We learnt something. Mm. We learnt about a film. We might all go yeah. and see. So that's fabulous. Thank you.
Thank you, Jim. Now, we, we are coming near the end of an hour, hour. I don't know how many things we want to go on with. What's your timing like? Uh, I could do another 10 minutes. Okay. So we're coming to the end of, of the hour. Uh, maybe 10 minutes left. Uh, one, two, three. There's three things and we have to plug your book. Okay. So let's plug the book quickly <laughs> and then we can pick one of the three things to do. Okay, sure thing. You have... Got to get the plug in. That's man. it. <laughs> that could be taken up. Don't be that grubby. Be taken Don't be yes, sorry, I'm grubby. Sorry. Uh, okay. All right. So we would. N- we are never grubby no, on this podcast. Not. Uh, it says the no. man who dropped the C, you have dropped a the C word within ever. about two minutes of starting the podcast. Um, <laughs> the, well, I'm being restrained. Yeah, the classy show. So uh, Evan Williams, my co-writer and I have written a, I mean, a book. It's a slim volume. It's part of the On series that Hachette Publishing have put out. So um, these are small books on particular, so like Lee Sales did one, Mark Scott did one. Um, Blanche, John Birmingham's John done Birmingham, one. Blanche Del Pugio, oh, about the death of his father. And yeah. so there's all, all on different topics. And ours is on, it's called On Politics and Stuff. The stuff is just more politics, um, but they just wanted it to sound <laughs> on politics. It sounded a little bit too I'm shocked to hear this. Too, yes. too pompous, and uh, um, which I would never be. And uh, it's it's an easy read because it's a slim volume, and it comes out at the end of this month. Has small, small words, words that's right, so short, short sentences. sentences. That's it. Yeah, it's largely a, a contents page, to be honest, um, and. Uh, a, a riotous, yes, a riotous romp through Canberra, and um, uh, uh, God. And you've made up some quotes here from Sean McAuliffe and Lee Sayles. I wish, I wish. No, they've got the got, they've got the real deals there. So, um, yeah, no, there are. They're on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're real. But they're real quotes from them. I wouldn't make them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, do you think that we made up Sean McAuliffe's quote? Oh, uh, well, that's alarming. It, it's okay. been known to happen. Yeah, no, sure. Okay, no, no, sure, no. Sean, Mc- <laughs> no, Sean McAuliffe actually gave us gave us the quote, and then, um, uh, and then Lee um, uh, jumped in when I once I told Lee what Sean's quote was. She wanted to get in on it uh, as well. So, um, uh, some uh, quality endorsements there. If you don't take my word for it, and um, but yeah, no. So it's uh, it, it's just it, joke after joke after joke about. Australian politics, and um, uh, I think it's—I think it's something we're quite—we're quite proud of. So I, I do endorse this content. Uh, Mark Humphreys and Evan Williams on politics and stuff uh, out next month, which is called July. Uh, we don't—we don't see much of Evan on on the telly. Mm. Is that a, a thing? Does he not like being on the telly? He is he hates? Hideous beyond all no, belief. Very handsome. Am I digging myself a no. hole here because I have no idea about him? And I'm a, have I just said something really inappropriate? No, not at all. Not at all. No, very handsome man. Um, and you know, should be on camera more often. Just hates being on camera. Absolutely hates performing. And so, over the I don't even know how many sketches we've done, but you know, it's it's something like. 400 or something over the... Oh, yeah, yeah. 30 or 40, but anyway. <laughs> it's, But it's, you know, because we've been doing this since 2012 or so. Um, but uh, anyway, he has appeared maybe half a dozen times and usually, okay. like, ideally, his preference would be it would just be his arm or something like that. To his credit, the most recent sketch we did uh, was one where it was like an auction if they, if the auctioneer is honest about just what a shit show, you know, housing affordability is. In, in, that is a great sketch. Thank you. Um, we needed someone to play the young person who has, you know, they got the help from their parents and now they own, you know, 18 properties by the age of 23 or what have you. And there's an article in Domain it, exactly. saying how, there's, yes, you too one can simple trick do all this having brackets if your parents give you $2 million. Exactly. And so – to my astonishment and relief, because casting is always a challenge because we're just, you know, we're not a comedy show. We're a news program. So we're, we're part of a news program. So we don't, it's not like there's, you know, a whole bunch of actors just sitting around waiting to be cast. We're, we're casting accountants and people who work in ABC archives and people who, you know, have real jobs. They're not there to be in our sketches. And so we're always having to ask favors of people who sort of like, it's like you sort of match the look of the person that we're kind of trying to send up, you know, could you possibly come and do this? 
and, and you presumably don't exactly have a budget for talent either. You can't pay. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I know if you went through the legitimate process, you'd be paid like 600 bucks for a morning's work. So there's, but anyway, there's sorry. all these sorts of no. challenges yeah. to what we're trying to do. And um, so when Evan said, oh, I'll play the, the, the kid, uh, I was ecstatic because he never, ever wants to do these things and I, I've stopped asking him because I know it's just not it's just not his thing he's, you know, he's a brilliant writer he just doesn't want to talk but he did it and he was fantastic and so hopefully that little taste um, might kind of inspire him to do but, but he's, he's popped up in a couple other things there was one we needed someone to skateboard Evan can skateboard so he did that so when he does it he's, he's great he, he, sh- he should do it more but he just where possible would like someone else to do it maybe you could wean him into it with, with that idea of he is in every sketch, but as an elbow yes. or it's, someone putting down a coffee do cup. You, do you, or, yeah. Do you know who Al Hirschfeld was? Or walking past the elevator. Do you know who, yeah. who the cartoonist Al Hirschfeld was? Do you know who that was? Uh, Al, the name rings a bell. Al Hirschfeld, this is very niche, but Al Hirschfeld was a cartoonist largely of media in the sense, like, and, and Broadway. Um, and drew for he lived to a hundred or I think maybe just shy of hundred, but almost hundred, and um, possibly two, yeah, possibly. And uh, he, what his thing was is that his daughter was named Nina, and he would hide her name in the cartoons, um, in the ruffles of a shirt or in the in the hair. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this one. And yeah. it was part of the fun of reading the. I think it was in the. Was it in the New Yorker or the New York Times? I can't recall, but part of the fun of, of seeing. Hey! Well, look at. Okay, I said that. That's not a thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> is that, does that mean that our hour is up? Is it? That's the, that's the cue to wrap it up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. That is that is me reaching over and hitting a button. Sure. That was you falling asleep in the panel. Uh, this anecdote. Anyway, so he would hide his daughter's name in the cartoons and several times, and you'd have to find all the Ninas. So that's what Evan could be. Evan could be the Nina in our Hirschfeld cartoons. What a niche reference! I shouldn't have started that. It's lovely though, because Evan is an anagram of Nina, uh, and that should work uh, very well for both of you. Um, uh-huh. Look. <laughs> I reckon we need to finish on one of one of these stories. Uh, we, we, you get to choose one of these three things. It's either Milo Yiannopoulos, Watermelons on Mars, or Sex Robots. Gosh. And these are all different stories. These are, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three completely unrelated stories. Okay. Let, um, I, 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 Milo Yiannopoulos, who I assume you remember who he I is. I do. I'm going to regret saying this. Uh, Watermelons on Mars, yes. but you're going to say. Well, no, no. Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> Sex robot. Yeah, yeah. No, just quickly on Milo Yiannopoulos. The, uh, he, I did a sketch back when I was at the feed where this was back when Milo Yiannopoulos was still a big deal and still on social media. And I played a character called Nesquik Yiannopoulos, and uh, and he ended up sharing it, and it went, you know, really. It was a weird thing where it was like we thought a pretty mean take, you know, send up of him, and then he. But he's an attention. But he, he'll take what he can get, and so that, that you know, okay, fine. Um, and uh, just quietly there, I know I used the word whore, and then Mark said, "Take what you can get," and I know my friends in the sex industry will go at me, and rightly so. Oh, I, I but he is a fucking attention right, whore. Okay, oh, let's go. Let's do watermelons. Whore, whore is a loaded let's term. Do watermelon. I mean, I know we should say sex work and all that, but no, I, I have my Twitter fro- profile says I'm a word whore. All right, well, let's avoid Milo. I e. I will do words for money. Right. All right, we, we we seem to be doing Milo. Yes. Well, no, no. Well, We're no, doing... no. Because you don't want to fall into any more traps. Let's avoid Milo. Let's avoid sex robots. Uh, let's go watermelons on Mars. Uh, it's probably the weakest. No, okay, no, no, you, you tell me. No, 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 okay. <laughs> no, 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 Milo, let's go Milo, let's go Milo. Okay, I can get watermelons on Mars out of the way in 30 no, seconds. No, then just do Milo. The New York Times okay. obviously was doing some training on their content management system or something, uh-huh. and the other day they published the story with the headline, Fields of Watermelons Found on Mars, Police Say, uh, and they had quotes from the FBI, and further in the story it said, this story is terribly boring, uh, and and that Kiwis have been intercepted uh, uh, because the, there are watermelons raining down from Mars. 
Okay. At, anyway, and they they had to withdraw the story, saying no, that, that's not. That's <laughs> okay. There it is. So the New York Times is clearly part of the cover. Oh, I see. So it's not that Matt yeah. Damon's up there and using his own shit to to grow watermelons or. Um, that's um, gee, there's a whole rule thirty four thing already, uh, isn't it? Um, okay, so all right, let's let's leave that. Now let's do Milo. Yeah. Let's do Milo because I've got a clip. Okay, great. And sex robots are. Uh, well, there's, I mean, there's that's always a, time kind for of that. a timeless yeah, exactly, topic. Another time. Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, as Mark knows, and I, I, I will now remind you all, Steve Bannon's protege in the US, founder of Twinks for Trump. Uh, he is kind of like a gay male equivalent of Lauren Southern, except Yiannopoulos now is ex-gay and is, in fact, one of his recent books is called How to Be Straight. Uh, but he he says, and I have the clip, I'll get the finger on the button correctly this time. Uh, he says that since he stopped being gay, that dogs don't bark at him. When I made my announcement, the first thing that happened, which will make you laugh, but it's true, is dogs stopped barking at me. I am one of those people. You know, everyone's got that friend that dogs always go nuts around. You're familiar with this, right? You've you got pets? Yes. Yeah. Right. There's always somebody that no, dogs. My, my dog doesn't bark at you. I, I keep my dog in the. But hey, dog barked at you, but that's okay. okay. Uh, he like uh, he barks. Well, he just, barks sound, at people. You must have some work left to do. Um, but he didn't bark at Milo. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but but I was always one of those. I know this sounds so stupid, but this is just how I think that God reveals Himself to us. Right. This is this is just my experience of it. I was somebody who invariably, without exception, always used to make dogs go crazy. So we have a friend who's a political candidate down here, right? And her campaign manager has two of these little yappy dogs and they would not stop. I couldn't be in her house for more than 20 minutes because it would drive everybody crazy. Um, even growing up, we had Alsatians, we had black Labradors. Um, they just didn't like me at all. But dogs don't bark at me anymore. And it happened almost overnight. Now they seem mm. to quite like me. And it sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, yeah, and I, I forgot to mention that the reason he's no longer gay is that he's found God as well, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, um, the bigger question for me do is... Do dogs who, who, bark at you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I... Uh, there is... I, actually, I mean, dogs I mean, bark there, at me, but, you there know, is a do- then I am there gay, is, and yeah. then, and, but then I bark back at them. I mean, I oh. if, if, if one of those... I'm sure I've said this on the pod before, but if one of those li- – oh, yes, I did with Kathy Wilcox last week because last episode because we started barking at each other. But, yeah, if I'm, if I'm walking and a dog starts barking at me through the – I'll bark back. I'm not having <laughs> any of this. And and soon, of course, the neighbourhood is, is echoing with the sound of other dogs joining the thing. Yes, uh, those of you who uh, listened to the last episode will know. Clearly, Mark did, but those of you who didn't Excuse did me, listen I to did, the episode. I did, I did listen. I'm just and it ended with Kathy and me barking at each other. Yes, you did. I did. I did hear that. Um, and it's a classy I, show, as you say. <laughs> uh, no, there is. So there is uh, on my corner. There is a dog that barks at me every time I walk past. And that's I, a great I, opening line for a novel. Yeah, I feel like I feel like oh God, uh, this anecdote. I feel like you know. Um, look, I'll just say it. I feel like Hyacinth Bucket in keeping up appearances. Remember every time she would go to visit Onslow's house, she'd walk past this car that was just in their yard, and the, and the dog would leap out, and she'd fall back into the into the into the bushes. Uh, that's that's kind of my experience. Yeah, and I sort of. I get violent thoughts. I get vi- when I hear this because it's so aggressive, and it's just like, and it's usually like at the start of the day when you're like, you know, today is gonna be a great day. You're gonna have a good time, do good work, and then you know this thing just fucking lets you have it and just kills you. Or it's the end of the day. I was like, oh god, I just want to get home. And then you know, this final indignity is this thing just just shouting at you uh, as you as you return home. So, uh, but I've never owned a pet, so I don't. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not good around animals, so I just I kind of attribute it to that rather than any uh, reflection of my sexuality. But uh, <laughs> I I just yeah I've, I've never owned a pet, so I'm not I'm just generally not good with animals. I just assume that barks uh, that barks. I just assume that dogs barked at Milo Yiannopoulos because he's a cunt. <laughs> 
So my dogs know a, these things. Who's putting him on a podcast? I thought he's. I thought he was over. I thought he was. I thought it was all. I thought he was done. But um. oh, well, I you know I would have thought so too. That uh, that was from one of those new. What's that new American um, far right news TV uh, channel? Oh, like Newsmax or Newsmax OAN or, or something. Or, yeah, it's one right. of them. Um, okay, sure, fine. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, but, well, but, you know. but he still is doing speaking tours. But, I mean, he's, he's been cancelled. Is he's doing he's doing speaking tours about cancel culture? Uh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, if, if if you found if there's an audience for that, you know, okay, drift away, <laughs> mate. It, 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 there's a different gay app there's, instead of Grinder. He now has Grifter. It needs to be that app, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can suggest a few names. Yeah. Oh, can't um, we? All, yeah. But but you I mean, do things for the ABC, and you're not allowed to have opinions. No, no. Uh, I feel oh. like I've already said too much as it is. But um, well, we can stop. But, you know, I mean, I've often <laughs> thought about like what would happen if if I you know um, completely yeah put my foot in it, or you know would I. Yes, would I be welcome at Sky News? Is that a could I just transition into that kind well, of? Oh yeah, white male and blonde. Yeah, just how you know what what would I have to do? To, <laughs> you know, or would I just? Is this is this another or, Rule Thirty Four question? So is there a, is there a porn version of Sky News? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I hope there is. Well, there should be. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mark Humphreys, thank and you very much for your time yes. this Friday morning. Well, there we go. There as, <laughs> as we do That's that. That's what I'll be working on for the rest of the day. That's my pitch document for the day. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks, uh, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to think what a porn version of Sky News would look like. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> That'll be uh, – I mean, well, obviously you'd have to go – I mean – Obviously, outsiders is the parody of insiders, but theoretically, you'd have to go back in- wow. inside. I mean, you'd want uh. to go back inside again. You'd want to be inside the outsiders. Um, so that becomes a whole Rowan Dean thing. That becomes a oh <laughs> becomes a. Um, We're still a, recording, a, by the way. A hum- oh, are we? A human <laughs> centipede of Rowan Dean's. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, pre- uh, yeah, cut us out. Yeah, cut us out. Uh, yeah, okay, yes, that's the edict for now. Thank Christ. Uh, look, you know what to do. Tell your friends about the pod. It's the 9pm edict on whatever podcast app. Go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip because your generous contributions make this all possible. Until next time, I'm Stilgarian. Wash your hands. Actually, it's really about wearing a mask, isn't it? Oh, it's it's a it's a it's a catchphrase now. The 9 p.m. edict is a Skank Media production. Sorry.